Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. We are back. The Boss Moves crew doing our late night podcast like we always do. I got Trey in the house. What's going on, Trey? Peace, family. What's going on? Good, brother. Mo, what you up to over there? Man, chilling. Glad to be here, fellas. Glad to see y'all. Glad to be here, too, man. See, that's we, we got to make these boss moves at night because we're making other boss moves all day. And we still make time for the Boss Moves podcast. That's what Facts. it is, brothers. I appreciate that. Facts. Absolutely. <laughs> well, today, fellas, um, we're going to venture into crypto again. We hadn't talked into crypto, talked about crypto in a while. Um, and in the time we have not talked about it, the notoriety of Bitcoin, the notoriety of other coins like Dogecoin, I don't want to say the name, but I'm going to say it. Safe Moon, <laughs> um, XRP, the notoriety of those coins and many more, Ethereum, to say the, um, to say more, um, those coins have gone through the roof. Like I think we were talking about earlier, you got parents and grandparents asking about, you know, crypto. And that's when you know that's mass adoption, right? <laughs> well... Upon closer examination, you know, people have been finding problems with Bitcoin, with, you know, with the coin itself, with how much power it takes to mine it, with um, its decentralization or its centralization. And um, Elon Musk, a lot of people have stepped in and started, you know, having different opinions about it. Um, I think I, I read a quote that said Bitcoin uses about the, the amount of electricity as 12 million households, you know? And I know people are throwing numbers around and trying to, you know, do FUD. <laughs> and, um, FUD is fear, uncertainty, and doubt. You'll find different people that are FUDing different coins. They don't really know about it, but they're just basically it's hating. So, you know, in the crypto community, if they say, oh man, that's just FUD. That means people are hating, basically, <laughs> right? So um, I just want to start us off with this article and allow me to share my screen here. Let me know if you can see it, fellas. Can you see it? Yes, sir. Okay, cool. What Elon Musk and Jack Dorsey are missing about Bitcoin and green energy. I'm just going to go through it a little bit. A trio of Jack Dorsey, Kathy Wood, and Elon Musk are promoting the idea that Bitcoin mining can be good for the planet, actually. Uh, this article says that's not exactly true. The basis of their idea is that mining cryptocurrencies uses a lot of power and can be deployed at any time. That could help a developer make money minting coins at a time when there's lots of wind or sunshine, but not much electricity in demand. Making better use of wind and solar where power generation can be intermittent increases efficiency, lowers prices, and helps encourage the green transition. So basically, this theory is just is based on trends that are already happening, regardless of crypto. You know, they're jumping in and saying, hey, because it's so energy inefficient, it's going to make us do better as a society to use wind and solar and this and that. Um, I mean, I kind of have to, I'm gonna stop sharing the screen. I kind of have to call bullshit on that. Um, Cause this is a proponent of cryptocurrency. 
a proponent of Bitcoin, somebody that's heavily invested in Bitcoin, um, that's, you know, looking at the pluses uh, and making them more plus um, and not looking at the minuses, uh, which right now what we're talking about is, is the fact that it uses a lot of energy. Um, what do you guys think about that? I mean, I, I'm not sure about how much energy it uses, just to be honest with you. I think it's all... Like you said, FUD. <laughs> I think I think it's, it's, it's a way to fluctuate the market to get it moving in the direction that certain people want it to move, just like the regular stock market. There's speculation here and there uh, mm-hmm. so people can sell or buy in when they when they want to. It's a way to control the market. Yeah. So that's kind of yeah. how I'm, I'm feeling about this whole thing. I mean, you hear crypto is everywhere. It's everywhere now. They have uh, crypto uh, ATMs. They have Bitcoin ATMs everywhere. So you know that in the long run, crypto is up. It's going to be going nowhere. It's not going anywhere. And it's nothing that, honestly, it's nothing the government can do about it. It's going to do what it's going to do. It's just about how patient are you if you're going to hold for the long term or how risky are you if you, you know, buying and selling short term basis. Trading. Yeah. Trading. Yeah, no, I definitely do agree with you. Um, it is kind of scary because it, it makes you realize how much you don't control these markets. Um, but I definitely think that yeah, crypto is here for the long haul. Uh, Bitcoin as well. I don't think Bitcoin's going anywhere anytime soon. Um, but definitely think that it's something that you yeah, got to jump on. And really just we have to find a way to control it and really regulate it, which they will find a way to do so. Um, and I know you're saying the government can't do too much about it, but Trust me, governments around the world will step in and do something about it. Uh, so it'll definitely stabilize, and, and I definitely think it's here for the long haul. And then just, you know, I want to be, you're right, government does have control. They will have control. But since the inception of crypto, they've been trying to cancel it out. So it's going to move the way that it's going to move naturally, no matter what barriers are put in, in its way. It's all up to the people and the owners of those coins. But you know, eventually the government will catch hold after a while. But right yeah, now, nah. I think it's free game. I think it's free game out there. Yeah, no, I, I, I definitely do do understand what you're saying. It almost reminds me of Tai Chi. Like Tai Chi, you know, uses your own energy, can use your own energy against you, basically. So, yeah, you, you are right. The people the people are going to decide that crypto is going to be here for a long haul. But eventually the government will somehow find a way to come in and, and control it, tweak it, uh, and make it beneficial for really – you know, taxes. government and society as a whole, right? Taxes really is what I'm saying. Taxes. Uh, but government and society as a whole. Definitely. Yeah, because remember, um, crypto had to force its way into the into right. the spectrum. Anyway, you right. You know, the government was trying to push it off and say it's not real and it's not, you know, it's it's used for illicit activity. Now, name me something that's used more for illicit activity than dollars, bro. And cash, <laughs> right? That's <Cash laughs> money, bro. Like, cash. Right. Come that on. sounds illicit, right there. Right. Hard they're, they're like it's used for terrorism, like yeah, hundred percent for terrorism. Cash. We talking about <laughs> the most used currency for terrorism on Earth, and they like, oh, right. well, Bitcoin can be used for terrorism. Get out of here. There's a ledger. Why would I want to really <laughs> use that? Like, you know what I mean? So, um, yeah, crypto had to force its way in. And now it's the government having to double back and say, OK, 
this this trend is not going nowhere. This horse is not going nowhere. Let's just get on it and see if we can drive it in the direction we want. Um, and a lot like a lot has been said about the SEC bringing the case against XRP. Um, that's something that's going to bring clarity because, you know, these governments operate, you know, in different countries. Right. Right now, the U.S. government has fallen behind in their acceptance of crypto. So they're having to kind of catch up. This SEC case is actually going to help the industry, depending on which side it falls on. And, you know, by all accounts, if you follow the case um, with the SEC versus um, XRP, the SEC is losing. Uh, if you really if you really follow, you will know that all of the everything they've tried to introduce, the judge strikes down, the judge is questioning them on like why, you know, they deemed Ethereum and Bitcoin not securities. And then they're questioning XRP. It's, it's really a mess and they're looking real bad. Um, tomorrow is a big day for the case. I think at 10 a.m. they're going to allow uh, to this point, they haven't allowed the public in. But I think tomorrow they're going to allow 4,000 people to listen in on the case. And uh, as, April, 30th. As we, April 30th, April 30th. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. We probably shouldn't say dates on here too much, but <laughs> it's, it's a big it's a big day for crypto. Um, but moving on to something else with regard to Bitcoin. OK, now this ain't just FUD. OK, the, the energy thing might be FUD. Matter of fact, Bitcoin can do some stuff with their network to change things. I don't know if they ever will, but they, there's a switch over they can do. They can bring it from proof of work to proof of consensus. I think I got that right. But anyway, look it up, folks. Um, what's a real problem is that 80 to 90 percent of Bitcoin mining is in China. Now, they call this they call Bitcoin decentralized meaning it doesn't know one entity or no group of people have control over it. However, if 80 to 90% of the mining for a currency is in one country, that that's means they have right? the control over it. It's centralized. Right. And that's one thing they don't like to talk about with regard to Bitcoin. Um, a few weeks ago, there was a huge blackout in China and that was that first dip that Bitcoin had um, in a long time. And it went all the way down to like 48,000. So it was back up to like 54 or whatever now, but it went all the way down. Like it might've went beyond 48,000, but that tells us it is very centralized and a whole, our whole enemy basically <laughs> has control over it. What do you say to that? Uh, woe to America. Uh, basically, yeah, when you have control of 80, 90 percent of a whole market like that, especially when you're talking about a currency and a currency that's really going to peg all the other coin currencies or whatever, all the other cryptos. Um, yeah. And also you're talking about they're gaining, of course, been gaining ground in Africa with just natural resources. Mm -hmm. To be honest with you, I mean, America really can't. I mean, this is just being honest. America really can't sustain itself. Um, in the long haul, we don't we we lack the resources to to stay a superpower. Um, the only thing that's really keeping us up, including our currency, is is the gun, um, is our war machine yeah. that we have. That's really the only thing that keeps our currency really in order. Um, so, I mean, China's got a mighty military as well. Um, 
I hate, I hate the fact that we are so such a developed nation and so behind. Mm-hmm. It always seems like we, it's almost yeah. like we're the world power, we're like last of the developed nations when it really comes to certain things, especially when you, when you get over there to Asia. Um, Singapore, yeah. crazy. Right. I mean, Japan, Tokyo, I mean, you know, the advancements over there, you go over there, it's all type of, you know, just the infrastructure, transportation, just everything's on a different level. So, um, so yeah, to be honest with you, it looks like, yeah, our capital markets might not be able to sustain itself, you know, in 100 years. It might not be anything that's immediate, but in 100 years, our, our, our economy is going to suffer most definitely. I agree with you, Trey. Uh, you know, I don't, I, I don't have anything against what you said. Uh, we, we can see how the value of the dollar today is doing. And, right. you know, juxtapose that against what crypto is doing. You know, crypto is flying high through the roof. Right. A lot, gaining a lot value. Of, yeah. yeah, gaining. While the, I remember it was a time where the U.S. dollar was, you know, respected you know what i'm saying it was, right. it, was it was way more than and, and canada is, is right there so we used to say oh the canadian dollar and the, and the u.s dollar there's no comparison now it's like the canadian dollar is more than the u.s dollar when right. i and, and and we all we're all travelers here so when i went over to france for example i tried to buy something with the u.s dollar they're like what is what is this <laughs> they damn near put that in euros, my, my boy. Yes, they my damn near laughed at my ass. I was like, uh, you know, this is money. This is cash money. They're like, no, nah, no, nah, we don't take that. <laughs> euros. Cold, you, you have a credit, you have a card. You know, I was like, yeah, let me. So, your boy had to reach in his pocket, get that card out. But yeah, I mean, that's just the way of the, the world right now. And, you know, every every dog has his day. And right now, the day is going away from us. Start to turn nightfall. What's the book? What's the book, Trey? The Honorable Elijah Muhammad. Oh, the fall of America. You already know. But I mean, it's been a long time coming. The thing is, um, you know, with regard to the dollar, I mean, we we print them into oblivion. So if we're gonna just right. keep printing money, then of course the value is gonna fall, you right. know? Right. So and that's why that's why there's a phrase right now. Um it goes, savers are losers. Once mm-hmm. upon a time, it was a, a, a great investment strategy to just put a big chunk of money to the side, keep saving money under the mattress, in a bank, however you did it. Today, you're going to lose about 20% on your money in a, in a few years. Like, you know, right. you're losing a percentage every single year. Um, inflation, you know, your money is buying less and less and less and less every single year. So, you know, the day of crypto is here. And as you both said, you know, the United States is like always bringing up the rear, uh, it seems, with new technology. Um, To that point, every other um, developed country around the world that uses XRP, for example, has deemed it um, a currency and not a security. Everybody else. Even another entity in the United States, uh, which was not the SEC, but the um, the IMF, not the IMF, the IMF, but another United States entity has has deemed it a currency. So we're like going against our own like entities to do I don't know what, because guess what? It will not hurt that 
cryptocurrency to not be in the United States because about 75% of the usage of the in outflows of XRP in particular is all around the world is in Asia is in, you know, in Europe. So it would just be, it would just be the United States losing if they deemed XRP a security, they would um, move their base to like Japan. I think they said, or Tokyo, um, and it would just be a big loss for, for the United States here. And we, we lose that, but I do not think that's going to happen. Keep watching. But, um, you know, to our point about Bitcoin, that's, that's a big one. The fact that it's, it's not decentralized it's controlled by China. That's something they can't get around. They don't talk about that one much. They can talk about the energy and stuff and all, all they want. But the fact that Bitcoin could be a Trojan horse. Hmm. Okay, you see Tesla had Tesla has adopted it. They, they have it on their on their balance sheet. Um, what about all these other huge companies that are going to follow a prolific company like Tesla, who's um, they're not doing great right now? Their little um, valuation wasn't great this last time, but all these other companies start following suit, putting Bitcoin on the balance sheet, using it heavily. And then China's like, now we got all the major American companies holding Bitcoin. Let's tank it. And then what do, what do, what do the Chinese do? They come in and they'll buy up those companies. Right. Absolutely. For pennies on the dollar. Mm-hmm. So it could be a Trojan horse. That's interesting. That is, that is interesting right there. What did um what did Rothschild say? Um, put me in control of the money. I don't care who makes the laws. I mean, so basically, absolutely, that's exactly what we're experiencing on a, on a, on a global scale. Yeah, absolutely, and that that brings it to us too. You know, we talk about laws and enforcement and consequences for things happening to the black family around the country, but think about it: we get in control of some money. Do what they, all the other groups do. They buy off these politicians. They get the laws. They get the enforcement. They get the consequences. So economics is a is a huge, huge, huge part of it. So as we go back to this article, um, in a paper by Ark Investment Management that's supposed to debunk the myth that Bitcoin mining is damaging the environment. Um, Dorsey said, Bitcoin incentivizes renewable energy. Elon Musk responded with one word, true. (laughs) But there's still the fact that the mining devours massive amount of power. Bitcoin mining now uses 66 times more electricity than it did in 2015, Citigroup Inc. said in a recent report. The Center for Alternative Finance at the University of Cambridge estimates it uses more electricity in a year than the country of the Netherlands. So we got a cryptocurrency that uses more energy in a year than the Netherlands. So in order to incentivize renewables further, crypto miners could sign long-term agreements to buy green electricity. That's what major companies like Amazon do to help cut their carbon footprints. It helped fuel a boom in renewable power assets in the US. So, I mean, I mean, I think that I think the jury is really in on the fact that 
there is there's there's it's not off but there is an issue with the amount of power bitcoin uses um whether people really want to admit that or not there's an issue but i think it could be corrected um like the article is saying it does push us toward renewable energy um if we used all you know say wind power or solar power to to fuel these mining apparatuses i don't know if that's possible if there's enough you know sun and wind <laughs> to do all of that but um it, it puts us in an inch in an interesting place and um as far as what we were talking about with it being controlled by china that also puts us in an interesting place as a country um and as much as i don't really want to admit this donald trump mentioned that <laughs> while he was in office he had something to say about the fact that bitcoin was a china coin he said some shit like that and i was like that's the first time i heard it. i was like whoa somebody been talking to him so um i guess we'll just have to see and we'll just have to you know follow this trend i will continue to invest um it's it's uh we think it's going to be at about a hundred thousand by the end of the year um so and what's uh, it right it's at about 50 right now 45 50 53 54 is rebounding yeah okay fluctuating between 50 it got up to 60 um a couple months ago then it like it crashed with that with that um blackout in china and it still hadn't like recovered all the way and it's, it's 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 interesting. I know we're talking about just renewable energy and everything. Like we were saying, China has such a footprint in Africa now, which is the majority of resources and energy for the world. Um, even Saudi Arabia, I know, is getting rid of its its really its oil reserves and and all of its stakes in oil and gas, and really going to renewable energies um, in terms of their investment, their their main Saudi mm -hmm. investment fund. Um, so and, and they're really kind of over there in the, the Asian market as well. Um, you know, the Eurasian market right there. Yeah. So very interesting to to see what the future holds. Um, America's military might really can't withstand the force of, of, of the whole entire world really coming against us because America is very vulnerable. People don't realize we think America's this big superpower. America's very, very vulnerable. Like you can cut the lights off on, on America very easily. Um the only thing that sustains us, like I said, is our military might that they, you know, you know that if you pick a fight with us, America's gonna, yeah. America's, America's gonna fight. Now, right. now you can't you're gonna pick a fight with us, we we coming back. Um, so that's one thing I will give America, but right. we're very, very vulnerable, especially when somebody else has control over world currencies and things of that nature, which we've actually had and we just don't look at it like that with with a power, so we feel comfortable, you know, having the control of, of world currency and and pegging the dollar and everything. But when you know it's in another country's hands, that's a that's a that's a that's a you know that's something scary to look at. To be honest with you, yeah, it's a scary thing. We've had that power for several decades, man. What right since the forties. Right. And we've definitely abused it. Yeah, definitely since at least um, I'd say 30. When, when did the Federal Reserve come like 33? Was it 46? Right. Or oh, nah. no, I'm thinking about when when they went off the gold standard. Um, yeah, it might have been yeah, early enough. I know um, that was an important. <laughs> right. Exactly. Element. Exactly. And, and that really that really sealed America's fate, to be honest with you. When we went off the gold standard, we sealed our own fate. Uh, it was it, it was almost like they couldn't help be, but so greedy. It's like the pot of gold is out there. I have to take it, but I know that in the long run, me taking this pot of gold 
it's going to destroy my whole my whole country. Yeah. yeah, it's going to hurt us. But they were just that greedy. I mean, you know, they're like, forget 100 years down the line. We only take this gold. Mm-hmm. Now. But I mean, right. Because I think they felt that, you know, if I take this gold, build up my military might, that nobody can really take the gold from me. Or even when the gold is devalued, I can force you to take it and accept the gold. But now, but now people aren't as scared of America as they used to be. So that military might, when people don't care about death or what you do to them, I mean, your military might really is null and void. And I think part of that is they see our weaknesses. They've, they've seen our weaknesses, especially when it comes to, to mon- monetary, uh, you know, access and what we have and, and how we're making our money. So, they, they, I mean, every company, every business, which the U.S. is, it's a business, you have to be able to pivot. You can't stay in the same place and expect different results. You know, that's kind of right. what it boils down to. That's what it kind of boils down to. If, if you see the tide turning, you better, you better get, turn with it. You better turn with it. Catch <laughs> the wave. You know what I'm saying? So right. I think that's that's part of the problem of what the United States is, is going through. I mean, every superpower that we've ever known has fallen. Rome. Right. England, whatever, Africa. Egypt. Yeah, I, I'm about to say, really, to be honest with you, brother, it's really, it's really just a balance of power. It's it's really how it's really the universe at work. You can't stay so great but for so long. Right. I, I mean, it, everything everything balances out. It's it's almost like the NFL draft. You know what I'm saying? NFL draft. The, the worst teams get to pick first. They gonna they gonna yeah. pick the best players. You know what I'm saying? So it'll it's all eventually <laughs> it'll always balance itself out. You know, you're not gonna have you know, a Patriots dynasty for a hundred years. You know what I'm saying? It's impossible. It always going to pan out. So that's really just the period that we're actually going through right now. People can't see it, which is scary. And they think this is going to just last forever. Like, oh, America's forever. just going to be this big old superpower forever. Man, you better, yeah, you better get your shoes tied because it's I, coming. I think, you know, and I know I'm trying, I'm, I'm not trying not to get off base too much, but that's the mindset. That's a mindset thing. And it's the people in power. I think we need more young-minded, young people in power in order to be able to see these waves coming. Mm-hmm. I know it was a reason to elect Biden. We understand that. It was a reason to elect certain leaders that we have now. But we need more young people in power in order to see these things coming. That way, when they're here, we're not drowning in the wave. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, you know, for lack of a better term. But I mean, that's that's my idea. I went to politics on that, but yeah. Hey, no, it's real. It's real because it it's all I mean, connected. Money is politics, right? It's really, yeah, it's really all connected. You know, it is. Um, yeah. There's so many different monetary um, strategies that are connected to policy. You know, and and that policy is made by old ass white men in suits. They got the same say, old ass ideas. Really? Yeah, government policy really just just creates the atmosphere for business. That's all government really does is create an atmosphere for business and commerce and economy. So, I mean, yeah, the, these these old policies yeah, have gotten us stuck in place where our business can't really go to the next level. And our business and economy is going to going to crash and suffer because of it. Uh, but to be very honest with you, like I said, it's balanced when you have an economy that's really based off. I don't whatever you want to call it, negativity, evil. You know, our, our our revolutions, our industrial revolutions are always are based on pretty much free labor and slave labor. I mean, mm-hmm. it's something that really can't last because it's not really based off anything real. 
Um, and then, like you said, when you take the money off the gold standard, your money's not based off anything real. So it's only a matter of time. Right. Yeah. Right. So, you know, just some just some bold ideas are, are only thing that's going to pivot us. You know what I'm saying? And um, like, you know, with crypto, bringing it back to crypto, that's what mo the monetary policy that we're looking for is something that is good for new tech companies who are in crypto, who are in decentralized finance, who are in blockchain. So if we don't have something that is an incubator for those, if we don't have policies that incubate those new ideas and those new companies, we're just going to get left behind. And that's just, that's just what it is. And that's all it can be. You know what I'm saying? Now, let me ask you a question. I mean, um, just very quickly, usually currencies are based off countries. Um, so do you think that this new form of currency where you almost have global currencies, will they create new countries, new borders, new uh, establishments that pretty much almost like a European Union, um, companies that come together and create unions and really create blocks of, of economic power to go and force their will around the world. You're saying um, based on like the Simply based on currency. I mean, you could take, let's say, Saudi Arabia, Cuba, a bunch of these oil export countries, Africa, and they get together and form a block. And mm -hmm. you can even create, they can create their own digital currency. Oh, of course. You know, you see what I'm saying? Now they can so create that's what's called walled gardens. Those are called walled gardens. They're, they're called CBDCs. Preach to me, brother. Yeah, so Preach I mean, they're, <laughs> they're called CBDCs. Um, these different, and that's different currencies for different countries or, or whatever, right? The thing is, that's where, you know, some agnostic currency comes into play because you have to have an agnostic currency that, that, that is the go-between between all of these different wall gardens, all these different uh, central bank digital currency, these CBDCs that we're going to have, we're going to have around the world. We're already, you know, creating these in different countries. And like I said, the U.S. once again is going to be in the back of the line, if we don't create a, a central bank digital currency, it was in this last uh, stimulus bill where they were really talking about it. They could have done it. They might already be doing this stuff behind closed doors. You know, we might not be as behind as we think we are because they're not releasing the information, you know, because the United States and other countries will say, oh, yeah, we're testing this protocol. They didn't tested it 10 years ago. You know what I'm saying? Just like with technology in this country. When we see something, it's been around for 10 or 15 years, you know, with the military or whatnot. You know what I'm saying? Really, so, really close to the 40 or 50, right? Yeah, exactly. Really close to that. So we might not be as far behind as we think, but, mm -hmm. you know, they just like pulling the wool over the United States citizens' eyes so much. <laughs> Whereas, you know, other countries might just go on and put it out there. We, you know, this country is like, okay, we can't, we got to spring it on and we got to put all these dominoes down to bring this into effect. So if, if countries are going to create all these central central bank digital currencies, the central banks of each one of these countries. There has to be a go-between currency, an agnostic currency that can flow between and exchange with all these. And that's what XRP is, actually. That's the what? one that's been in all the rooms in at, at the IMF, at the, you know, at all of these meetings for the last 10 years. I just don't think it could be any other. But why do you say agnostic? In, in those terms, I mean, just like the dollar is almost a go between. I mean, because really all you're talking about it ain't is agnostic. Head. 
It ain't agnostic though. You're right. It's a True. place, but the dollar is is speaks to the strength of America. You know, when they do these things, when they use the dollar as that go between, as that main currency, it puts all the other countries at a disadvantage. And but, to this point, they've accepted that disadvantage. But right. now all these countries feeling themselves and they're like, nah. But let me ask you, so, so that's really what I'm saying. What, what happens if these countries, okay, let's say they all have centralized digital currencies or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. um, that correspond with their, their country or their nation. Now, what happens? That's what I'm saying. What happens if a certain amount of countries form a block and almost form an agnostic currency that is the go between that you have to use? Mm -hmm. And they're basically like, okay, these big block of countries to buy anything in our country or to do any kind of trade with our country, you have to use this whatever we're pegging. Uh -huh. You understand what I'm saying? And they create a block and really control the entire world market that way that's that's really kind of what i'm thinking of well that's the thing if it's agnostic it won't matter because it's not going to be it's not going to belong to it, this country it's not going to belong to that country it's going to be uh its own entity and it's decentralized so it's not like this this company is going to grow in tremendous power and take over the world because the people control it it's actually really decentralized that's what an agnostic currency would be you know whether we're talking about XRP, XLM, Cardano, like there's a few of them that could do the job and uh, could be used that way. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's exactly what that means. And if that puts everybody, um, if, you, if you listen to uh, some of the speeches at the International Monetary Fund, the IMF, they always talk about um, a level playing field. When the United States dollar is the currency of the world, and the go-between, we're not on a level playing field. Right. So, I mean, interesting conversation, but, you know, we're going to come back to crypto again. We got to come back to it every few months because the developments are happening so fast. But right now, I'm right. just going to tell you guys, check out bmbainvesting.com. Check out stayfreshcc.com. Mo, why don't you tell them on social media real quick? It's, uh, on social media, we're on Instagram. It's stayfreshcc. And for our, our venture capital, is that what we are at, at BMBA? It's uh, Boss Moves underscore BMBA. All right. That does it. Good conversation, fellas. Have a good one. Peace. Where to go, family? Peace.